Hello, it's David here. Thank you for listening to The Leader. And if you find yourself coming back to the show often, then why not subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on our news analysis and interviews every day at 4pm. We'd love it if you gave us a rating too. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. As the detail of how lockdown will be eased emerges, doctors warn of a risk from a second coronavirus wave. About 40% of doctors are extremely worried that they just will not be able to cope. In fact, already they're describing symptoms of stress, burnout, anxiety. We speak to the chairman of the British Medical Association, Dr Chan Nagpal. Would the UK be ready to do this all over again? And Well, we've got the heat and sunshine today and tomorrow, so Thursday, but then changes starting Friday morning. Forecaster Joe Farrell, will the hot weather last all the way until July the 4th? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, it's risk v reward as the UK readies to ease out of lockdown. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. After the big announcement, the government's now delivering the details on how lockdown will be eased on July 4th. Guidance has been dispatched to the businesses affected. It includes things like telling hotels to leave room service at the door. Pubs are being told to warn customers police can be called if they're not socially distancing. Caution is the watchword from the Prime Minister. This is, as our editorial column explains, a tricky balancing of risks. Why did the lockdown come in? Not to end all infection, but as an emergency measure to stop the NHS being overwhelmed by a disease that was racing out of control. That worked. Now, death rates in London have dropped back to normal levels and new infections are falling fast. The economic, social and mental health risks of keeping lockdown going are greater than the health impact of letting go. We can do this because we're in a better place now in our understanding of how to treat the disease and in tracking and tracing people who might have been infected. We can manage this crisis in a way that is better than a blanket lockdown. All that means London should continue reopening. 
it doesn't mean yet that the nightmare is over. That nightmare would be a second wave, causing a new lockdown and all the health and economic consequences that would follow. Some of the country's leading doctors are worried the UK's not ready for that. They've written an open letter published in the British Medical Journal calling for a review of our preparedness. It's backed by the Royal Colleges of Physicians, Surgeons, GPs and Nurses, as well as the chairman of the British Medical Association, Dr Chan Nagpal, who's with me now over Zoom. Dr Nagpal, let's start with the easing of lockdown itself. Is it too soon? I think what's really important is to first uh, understand that the virus is still circulating in the community at large. 35,000 people in the UK currently are infected. It's still the same highly infectious, contagious virus as has uh, been the case from the beginning of the pandemic. And we've seen in other countries like in Germany how easy it is to go from a stable situation to have a massive outbreak in the local area such that they have now uh, had two lockdowns uh, in two regions in Germany. So we cannot be complacent and if there is easing of lockdown uh, and in some cases of course it would allow uh, family members and households to meet with others, you have to put in place measures to prevent further spread and what we haven't heard from the government is exactly what those measures will be. What should they be? Yesterday, the BMA um, stated that uh, if we are to have people mixing more, if we're to, to lower the distance between people, then one of the mitigations surely should be for face coverings to be worn in indoor public places where people are close to each other. Now, it doesn't make sense to have a policy that, that applies in an underground train uh, when in fact the same virus can have the same effect if you're in a queue in a supermarket or next to three other people uh, uh, trying to get a stock from a supermarket shelf. You know, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it, it equally, if you're traveling in a, in a taxi, you're at risk and we could go on. So we would like to see the government put in place those clear um, uh, mitigations and, being, and explaining it to the public as to what will be taking place before we, we go to a, an, a further easing down of lockdown. Is then a second wave inevitable? The second wave is not inevitable uh, if you put in place the right measures now. And in addition to the mitigations to prevent spread between people, you have to have a, an agile and, 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 and one that has capacity test and trace system. And this has also been a problem for us because when we first heard of the initial lockdown, we were told that this was going to be matched by a world beating uh, app test and trace system. Now that that app has not materialized, we are left actually without um, a, a fully comprehensive system. And why it's so important that, that the government uh, puts in place proper public health measures, really ramps up the capacity of more traditional approaches so that if there is a, a, an outbreak, if people become infected, you can identify them you know, rapidly, you can isolate them and their contacts rapidly and prevent the possibility of a second spike. So it requires both a test and trace system plus the measures to prevent spread. But while coronavirus is still around and there is no vaccine, surely there is then no safe time to come out of lockdown. But that's something that we have to do because our economy is being crushed. 
I think that uh, there are grades of lockdown. I mean, we heard, in fact, very clearly from the chief medical officer that this virus is going to be around till 2021. So we're not going to have a normal functioning society. What I worry about are the sort of messages to the public uh, that, that, that if they're not uh, uh, fully cognizant of just the level of continuing spread we have uh, of infection, that they may actually let down their guard. And that's a government's responsibility to explain to the public that we are still in a highly um, susceptible environment uh, and that life will not be uh, normal, but you may have elements of normality contained within a, a, a framework of caution and restrictions. And those restrictions will continue uh, until this virus is either uh, suppressed or we have, a, have a, a vaccine. So we need to be putting out those messages. My worry is if the way in which the government has announced the lockdown is perceived by the public as, as if we're now, we, you know, we, we've come past the peak, they look at a graph and think, well, it's all going away. Well, it isn't all gone away. Uh, and as I said, the, the, not only have we had outbreaks in Germany, the World Health Organization has announced that in fact, far from going away globally, the virus is continuing to spread in an unabated manner. If there is a second wave, and let's hope that there's not, but if there is one, could doctors cope with having to do all of this all over again, having seen the exhaustion and the stress that they've been through? Can they do it twice? You know, it's, it's a good question because we have been doing uh, tracker surveys throughout the pandemic and only last week we asked this very question uh, and, and about 40% of doctors are extremely worried that they just will not be able to cope. In fact, already uh, they're um, describing symptoms of stress, burnout, anxiety. Um, we must also remember that the first phase occurred in the UK uh, from about, you know, it started peaking from, from after March, so in the spring. If we have a second spike in autumn or winter, uh, that could uh, coincide with a flu outbreak, a national flu outbreak, which could overwhelm the system. So we are, uh, we, ha we, we, we have every reason to be worried and every reason, therefore, to be absolutely vigilant and to put in place every measure possible to contain this virus now, because the NHS will be under extreme capacity pressures in the winter. Next. There's a, a bit of a thought that if you have several days of real heat and humidity here in the UK, often it does end up with a thunderstorm. Forecaster Joe Farrow. Enjoy the sun while it lasts. There's a storm coming. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. <laughs> <laughs> you will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. I've nipped into the garden for this bit because one of the unspoken advantages of working at home in lockdown is being able to sneak outside when the sun is shining. And isn't it just today? It's hitting 31 degrees centigrade in some places, but will it last to the weekend or even until those lockdown restrictions are lifted? Well, joining me now is netweather forecaster Joe Farrell. So, Joe... How long is this going to last for? Well, we've got the heat and sunshine today and tomorrow, so Thursday, but then changes starting Friday morning. So not very long. What sort of changes are we looking at? Well, we've got this heat, real heat and humid air at the moment. So temperatures into the 30s, really quite hot, maybe uncomfortable for some. There's also thunderstorms brewing, so some excitement. They're coming in Thursday night, for the southwest of Britain, but they should be across the London area by Friday morning. So um, there's a thunderstorm warning already out from the Met Office. And with those, there's the risk of torrential rain, so some surface water flooding, even flash flooding, hail. Uh, lots of lightning and gusty winds as they move through. So we're looking for some pretty interchangeable weather over the next couple of days. I'm always fascinated in how this happens. Where's it coming from? There's a, a bit of a thought that if you have several days of real heat and humidity here in the UK, often it does end up with a thunderstorm. So you've got this very unstable air and having all that very warm air, often with a lot of moisture in it, in the end, often we do end up with these thunderstorms and this very warm, humid air is being added to um, to go through Thursday from some air coming up from Spain and France. And often as it comes up across, say, the channel, picks up even more moisture and we get these storms. You've said that some people might be very uncomfortable in this weather today. Will the temperatures hit that point when it can become a little bit dangerous? There's already a warning out from public health England so it's just a kind of alert for health professionals to be prepared that some people may already be finding this quite uncomfortable and if you've got health conditions then to maybe rest inside. I mean at the minute we've got this heat and humidity, very high UV so everybody should be taking care of the sun. There's also moderate pollution and very high pollen so that might be causing people discomfort anyway. Yes, I get hay fever and it has been pretty torturous actually for the last few days, I have to say. I think what a lot of people will be thinking today is, will this weather last or will it come back on July 4th when the lockdown restrictions are going to be eased? Can we be, and the pubs are open, can we be heading out to the pub in glorious sunny weather, Joe? Well, um, back in spring, so that meteorologically are the months of um, March, April, May, had the sunniest spring on record in the UK. Um, so in lockdown, there was a bit of a joke that we're going to get all of this amazing weather. It was really dry as well. And the minute we were allowed to function a bit more, that the weather would change. So we did see a bit of a change for June as things were easing. July 4th is a little bit far ahead and at the minute 
the themes that we look at for the summer are still quite mixed. So it doesn't look like there will be a very long, dry spell of heat, perhaps by July, that we'll see still these mixtures. So times when it's very warm, very pleasant, great to get out, um, but then still some interruptions and a bit cooler. And that's the leader. And if you enjoyed the show, please hit the subscribe button. Remember, we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. <laughs>